If you knew me, you would know what it's like to be in a long-distance marriage at B-School. Hi, I'm Leah Parker-Belker, a T22, and this is If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, today we're here with T21, John V. Jagad. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. No no problem, Leah. Thank you so much for doing this. And shout out to you for organizing this really fantastic way of getting to know us in what we know as this pandemic. Well, thank you. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, do you want to start by just describing a little bit about what your experience has been like in a, in a long distance relationship or, or marriage in B-School? Sure. Let me start by giving you some MBA stats. Um, I feel like we are a very rare species you find at B-Schools. You'd say married married classmates make about 20 to 30%. People in a long distance make about 10 to 20%. But a combination is definitely less than 5%. Uh, I was or I am in a 13-hour time difference um, relationship uh, and a couple years into our marriage. And my standard standard fall term tantrum would be, I'll be late to class if I wait for you to finish work and talk to me. And on weekends, that changed to, I'm at a dinner. Can we talk later? And that's the kind of conversation I had with my husband um, during the entire term. Uh, that's how much we spoke and and people might think that long distances are so common and this is not the first time you're hearing about a long distance relationship to be honest that's how I felt too when I decided on doing an MBA and going to a school so far off Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like most days in school it was as if I was leaving a part of our relationship behind I've been married for, so just giving you a bit of context, I've been married for a couple of years now. And prior to that, uh, Deep and I were in a long distance relationship for three years where we lived in different continents until we actually got married and lived in the same city. So over those three years, I've done four different continents, seven different time zones. And, and when I was thinking about this, like it didn't, it felt like I could do this. Um, It didn't feel stressful before, but why is it so stressful now? Um, And why is it so overwhelming? I've tried asking this question to myself a lot of times and I've found some sort of, I would say like three potential problems or reasons or like some combination of them. Yeah, like you, you've thought of some hypotheses about why. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of bucketed down into three main things. One is the guilt. 
I felt like B-School, I was enjoying a lot. I was having a lot of fun. And my partner was still living the same life that the two of us left behind. He was living in the same house, visiting the same places that we did together. And it creates a lot more memories for him versus me. Mm -hmm. So this, even though he didn't expect me to kind of not go out and enjoy myself, I was just creating a lot of unwanted internal conflict. Mm -hmm. At at times, I actually felt upset about enjoying. I felt like being celebratory was against our relationship since it wasn't with him. Mm -hmm. And that stemmed from the two years I spent with him where every celebration was with him. And suddenly, like one fine day, it just changes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the first one of, I would call it the guilt that people put on them themselves. And it's not like put by the other other partner or like the other person in the relationship. The second one I feel is liberty. Um, this is a tough one, but I, w- I would say it's like the liberty stemming from the expectations of a 21st century relationship or like a 21st century marriage. Um, at times I felt like both of us got so used to giving each other space. Mm, okay. It felt like we were drifting apart. Like he was okay with me not spending 10, 15 minutes on the phone with him in the morning or in the nights. And I also got used to that. It's like, yeah, you should, you know, you had a long day at work. Why don't you go and grab a beer with your friends? It's fine. Like if I'm busy with things, we'll catch up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that ended up like creating more and more space between the two of us. It I feels- felt like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like it might have been like so gradual, but then all of a sudden it was like a slippery slope where all of a sudden there was so much space. Yeah, like I remember starting a fall A, it felt like, yeah, it makes sense. Like we are apart. You need to be with your set of people. I want to be with my set of people. Let's take time to just get to know more people. And slowly it was like, hey, like, yeah, we were in this decision together to like do an MBA so I want to give you the best of the experience so it's fine like I will suffer um and like I feel like the end of fall term my moment of reflection was like I had to share some important news and I actually called up my friends at school before I called him up and like I was uh doing all my like at length career discussions or like at length reflections of an MBA with my classmates and not with him. And that was my, I was like, wait, this, it, and it's also something which I think of, like, is this how it's supposed to be? Or am I like doing it wrong in some sense? Like, is, do I have to inform him about my decisions or do I have to talk to him about my decisions? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I feel like I'm a person who prefers to kind of talk through things, not inform. So yeah, that was my moment of like, this is too much liberty. This mm-hmm. is not how I would want my relationship to be. Mm-hmm. And what's the, And what was the third hypothesis of why you felt like the, it was difficult 
Yeah, the third is COVID, like everything else in this world right now. I feel like travel ban misery was real for the two of us, especially. I feel like um, since I've known him, we we have always looked forward to the next time we meet. Mm-hmm. And our way to cope with like parting ways has always been I'm meeting you in X number of days. Right, right. Um, and uh, when we were when we were dating uh, or we were in a relationship before we got married, it was always a new destination that we picked. We went and saw a new new country for a week or 10 days. And now um, between March and August, we were supposed to have two trips, which were already booked for. And we had to cancel them both because... Uh, Deep lives in Singapore and uh, Singapore had a very strict travel ban where it didn't accept any anyone, not even its own citizens. So I feel like this has been the longest I haven't met him for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely kind of takes a toll on your relationships. Or, yeah, I feel, it, feel like this travel ban was not something that I would ever um, wish for or hope for on anyone. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's so you, it sounds like you're now living with him together. I am. Uh, which is lovely. Um, what, how, um, I know you mentioned to me earlier, you said you, you are going to come back in the winter to Hanover. Is that right? Yeah, so my original plan, I um, I came back to Singapore the week I finished my internship and I had to kind of go through an entire approval process to come back to Singapore, which was a week-long process. And I was quarantined institutionally for 14 days before I got home. So the plan was I'll spend a month and a half at home and be back in school. But I don't think I... I just couldn't do it. So I extended my stay um, and I am going to be here to celebrate Christmas with him. And yeah, I'm going to be back to Hanover in winter, starting starting winter term. And he won't be joining. Is that right? Yeah. So we have our final leg of long distance, uh, <laughs> which I hope is not as long as the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hoping to kind of live in the same house again um, after I graduate. And yeah, just crossing my fingers. We don't have concrete plans yet. We're still figuring out co-location. Uh, it's it's still work in progress, but hopefully things will work out. Definitely. And, and I, the reason partially why I was asking is I feel like you've had so much time to reflect uh, on the past year, on your first year at at Tuck, and um, it seems like you really understand why things were challenging and what some of the root causes were. And so I was going to ask you if you feel more prepared or more confident going into this next stretch. I know it's shorter, but um, if you if you anticipate this next bit being a little bit easier on you and him, I would say that yes, I will try the, the, the two things that I mentioned that are under my control, which is right. guilt and li- like creating extreme levels of liberty. I think I'm going to definitely work on those two. Um, I, I also feel like creating a 
a more strict routine in terms of just blocking calendars off for each other works well um if you're not doing the time distance like the time difference that I have which is 13 hours if you have something more manageable I think calendar block also really works well um but yeah just just being a little more conscious about don't be guilty if you're out with friends or like if you are not able to kind of give that entire time to each other um or just creating like extreme level of spaces for each other so be sure that at least you've kind of it's a, again a very MBA term checked in yeah. uh, with your with your partner but yeah just just don't let a lot of vacuum form between the two of you totally and I know you started the episode by sharing some facts with us and I really appreciate that um, giving context to your situation being somewhat unique and and um, curious I'm curious if you felt like last year there were folks within the community who could relate to what you were going through or if there were people who um, you you relied on for support during during the process I totally did so um one of my very close friends at school was also in a long-distance relationship and like we shared a very similar um like relationship life outside of school um so it was it was a, a a point of bonding i would say with people and like but i also feel beyond like a couple or like three four people it was very hard for others to understand this um especially if people don't um people have not been in like an international relationship like they've crossed boundaries and seen what this feels like it's very hard for a lot of people to relate and it just seems very trivial because once in your life i i assume that once in your life you would have had a long distance relationship and when you hear about someone's long distance relationship you're like yeah i've been there done that uh but yeah when you when when you kind of think a bit deeper or like go a level deeper into it you realize that a long distance marriage is very different from a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. There are strings attached. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how could people better support those in serious long distance relationships, marriages, partnerships? Yeah. So I feel one part to this is being a little more vocal about it. I felt like I wasn't. I wasn't talking actively about it. Um people would see that I'm missing a lot of these social gatherings when that was happening in fall term and it it almost was like oh yeah you're networking for investment banking and that's why you're missing these things. But a lot of times it was about like me just trying to make time to talk to my husband. and i would not be available for brunches and like i wouldn't be available for thursday nights or friday nights because because again like it's a 13 hour time difference i i need to find some time to kind of um be be available but having said that there were people who 
uh, said that, hey, I know that you can't make this because you need to be talking to your husband. Why don't we set it for afternoons? And like, we would go out, grab a beer in the afternoon, which is very strange, but yes, we've done that. Um, so yeah, I, I have caught up with people at outside the brunch and the breakfasts and the, and the coffees um, to kind of accommodate this. And I think it's, it's on the person's part to express that they have a problem. I think I didn't do a good job at that. Um, and the other is just take time to reflect what what is more important. And I feel like MBA is the right place where you learn to prioritize. So just sit and decide, like, is the band party more important or is talking to your partner more important? And like, how often are you going to get to do that? I feel that's how you can best uh, make the most of it. Awesome. And before we wrap, I want to see if there's anything else you want to share about uh, being in a, navigating a marriage, a long distance marriage in B school. I would say learn to look at the bigger picture. FOMO is real in B school, but be more conscious about how you want to prioritize and what matters the most. And yes you are going to be in an MBA program for a year or two and you are in this relationship for a longer house. So think about it that way. Talk to your partner and see where they stand in this because it's not just a one-person relationship. So both of you have to get comfortable with the idea that you're coming up with or the plan you're coming up with. And and I feel communicate is communication or like just communicate with them makes it all a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think as I finish up fall myself, I I feel like I'm reminded constantly the importance of communication. Yeah. Um, And then to to end with a fun question, as we do with all of our episodes, uh, if you were in uh, the Guinness book of world records, what would you be in it for? Yeah, why do you ask such difficult questions? Okay, let's think. I think it would be doing somersaults underwater. I uh, I, I was trained uh, in swimming as a kid, and I can go 10 to 15 somersaults without taking a breath and landing in the same spot again. Um I think I should try and see if I can do more now, but that's how I remember it to be somewhere between 10 and 15. I think I'm most impressed by the fact that you land in the same spot because I feel like when I do somersaults underwater, I end up on the other side of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like in some random direction. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Your body's kind of just like sideways and you're floating. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best of luck with that record. Let us know if you get to 11. <laughs> will do. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Leah. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Takis. Special thanks to my TP, Alex Mitko, for helping edit these episodes. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast 
at tuck.dartmouth.edu.